Cosmetic Family. Hey, welcome to the Cosmetic at World Council Cosmetic Podcast. Means, cosmetic means being a person or thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that's dynamic or energizing. We're tackling topics and telling the truth. I'm Roger Garros. And I'm Keith Benson. So today we have lovely guests and our topic is work, 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 work. Y'all thought I was Rihanna, didn't you? I know you did. I know you did. But we are talking about <laughs> the future of work with Vision 2030. And we have two amazing, amazing guests with us. The first one here is Miss Yen Aquino Tintin. And she is the CEO of the All Bay YMCA in the Philippines. And Kirsty Peterson, who is with the YMCA of Canada in Vancouver. Welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast. Yes, we are so excited to have you you all to talk about an incredibly important subject, particularly now, right, after the pandemic, this idea of workforce development and workforce readiness and, and meaningful work. Because what we, and I know at least us in the United States, what we are experiencing now is that young people are really adamant and clear about wanting meaningful work, right? They don't just want to go do this nine to five punch a clock work, blah, 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 kind of robotic. They, they really want to make a difference. So Tintin, tell us about some of the amazing things that you guys are doing at your YMCA in the Philippines. Okay, uh, for me, uh, when I started this work on employment and entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. um, you know, my place is a disaster prone area yeah. in the Philippines. Yeah. And so I started working with displaced people. So when they are transferred to like, um, relocation area where mm -hmm. there are no jobs we created jobs oh, and so cool. now um, what we are trying to do now with the young people i start with primary schools doing financial literacy because this is not being taught in school or at home so we teach them money management yeah. saving and having financial plans even you know small things to buy to plan for them at the end of the year mm -hmm. something like that to start young because many filipinos are in depth, you know, yeah. so you have to teach them young. Yeah. Then we have um, employment uh, skills development as well as life skills. So you have to teach them that, especially this time uh, after the pandemic, mm. the university students have two years online classes yeah. and they don't get experiences, like real experiences wherein um, when you find jobs that's the first qualification they are looking for experience right. experience yes. yeah yep and they don't have that so yeah. we have to have an intervention about that one mm -hmm. oh. and uh, yeah we develop also social enterprises okay. for women and young people okay so we have this program on building their own businesses mm -hmm. so like startup pitching in and uh, product development and joining fair trades to promote their products as well. I love that. That awesome. financial awesome. literacy piece is a is a big piece. Like that's that's the missing link. We we're always trying to help prepare young people for the world of work and to go out and make money. And then we forget to kind of teach them how to manage it right. so they can kind of yeah. keep it for a little like, while, we, right? How do we develop a basic budget? I had to go through this process in my own home. Yeah. And it's like and my son is the smartest one and we had to go through this budget like, hey buddy, how how are we gonna survive here? And and yeah. like you if you don't get that early on in yeah. life yes. and through the and it's doing some small things. You yeah. know, hey let's hey here's your allowance, here's a dollar, like how you segment that yeah, those right there to be able to save yeah. save some. Um, and then we talk about the debt part. 
Yeah. I mean, that in itself is crazy yeah. all crazy. over the place. Yeah. Um, so yeah. what about you, Ann? And that, sp that work development space, what yeah. are you guys uh, tackling? So we run a bunch of different programs. Um, we work with youth primarily with multiple barriers to employment. And mm. so um, one of our programs that we run across the greater Vancouver area, and it's running online actually right now because of COVID, we ended up having to move a lot of our programs yeah. online, yeah. which was pretty neat because um, this particular program works with youth who have mental health as a barrier to employment. Oh, wow. And so we're looking right now at ways that we can continue to offer the program to youth uh, online and, and then going back to in person because we see that some people are really really anxious in sort of the little box space yep. and yep. some people are really really anxious face to face and so it gives them an opportunity to build that community mm -hmm. and so we work with them on things like um, how food impacts um, your ability to go to work how having proper nutrition and exercise and sleep um, and how substances affects how you wake up the next day and how you show mm. up to work um, and work with them on mindfulness and things like that um, we also run programs just for youth with general barriers to employment, so teaching soft skills, employment yeah. skills, um, giving them work experiences and connecting them to employers. And then actually just last week we launched a sectoral program which works with youth um, in a social enterprise space where we've opened up a cafe, or we're, up, we're about to open up a cafe in mm -hmm. our Y to serve our members and to serve our staff. And so the participants of that program will actually be the employees within the cafe. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's so, good. That's, and so that's in, in Vision 2030, all all this time that we've been here at World Council, we've been hearing um, about, or at least I've been gravitating towards all of the stuff around radical collaboration. Like I've said it multiple times. And I always thought about it between people, but I didn't think about it between concepts. And that radical collaboration, right, between the mental health and the workforce readiness, that is fascinating. Like really helping young people who face mental health challenges still get workforce, Somebody better steal that. And when yeah. I say somebody, I mean us oh, in the United yeah, I States. Think so. I think in Dallas we should. That is really fascinating. What are some of the success successes that you've seen in that in that program? Yeah. Well, in 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 the mental health program, I mean, we they're all varied, right? Like we uh -huh. get young people who come in. I can remember one girl. She literally like this was when we were back in person, and she when we asked her to speak because we do a lot of work around presentation and mm -hmm. how they talk to other people. She would hide in her sweater. Mm. Oh. And wow. she would just she would talk out of this little little tiny hole and she couldn't she was so socially anxious that there was just no way you know yeah. that she could communicate in front of people she ended up working her way through and she slowly came out of her sweater and she was able to do the communication and she did a little presentation to the group and she actually ended up, she was really passionate about animals um, and she wanted to work with animals and so she ended up working for a local conservation organization but interestingly enough she ended up the communications person at Get that organization. See? Yeah. <laughs> See how that works? Oh man! And the story, the way you tell that story there <clears throat> for someone who's funding a program, like you can't provide a matrix for that, right? Right, that's, that you doesn't know? come through in a number. And we gotta be able to tell these type of stories oh, more and good. more and bring people into proximity to be able to see those things that, that are going on. That's that's powerful right there. I love that. That's that, powerful. That's I mean, powerful. That, and I like your image. I mean, you could just see the young person <laughs> with a hoodie on, talking, and, and I've, I've experienced that, and I've mm -hmm. seen that right there. Mm -hmm. But to see that young person come on the other side is just, just pure amazing. Oh. Just amazing. So, so Tintin, with your work in the Philippines, I saw where, um, 
you know, because of the pandemic and you had to do the social distancing, you guys did a lot of the schooling like outside and you set up these mobile schooling things. And mm -hmm. talk to us about how that interfaced with your workforce readiness. Like, how did you deliver your programs when you couldn't go into buildings and stuff? Yeah, that was uh, an education on wheels, yes. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go to different communities. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a youth-led uh, program. Mm. So we recruited um, young people who are taking up education uh, as a college of, in a college of education. Yep. So actually, it's kind of their apprenticeship as well. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So we uh, establish learning centers in different areas. Since we cannot gather in school, mm. we try to um, supplement children's education through these young people to teach them in their own neighborhoods. So oh, this good. is what we do in the community mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, parents are going to work. Mm -hmm. They cannot teach their children. Mm -hmm. Not all people have gadgets for online classes mm -hmm. and they cannot understand if they go self-learning by themselves. Mm. So these young people who volunteered help these children who are uh, having gaps in education. They have disrupted education. So they also receive certificates, which also makes them... Um, you know, uh, it's it's another step for employment qualification. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. I'm going to go on a side note here. Did you have another choice other than the YMCA to work, given that your grandfather founded? The right. <laughs> right. Was there pressure? Is that pressure? Oh, you, like, you, you can't go work for like, the Boys and Girls Club or something, like when your grandfather founds the Y. Yeah. Yeah, uh, before YMCA, I was working with a different organization. Mm. I've worked also with Oxfam Great Britain yeah. and uh, a local NGO funded by a German agency, which is the Kinder Nothilfe and the Bickel Center for Community and Development. So I've been working in other, until, <laughs> until that time, until everyone was Gonna let you roam around just yeah. a little bit, but you know where you gotta end up, right? Come back home. Come yeah. You guys are doing just incredible, incredible work. Um, and I think the lessons that you guys are teaching there are practices that we can use literally all over the all over the world. But I'm liking this part of uh, creating opportunities for the young people that yeah. you're working with yep. and making sure it versus like, hey, here's some training now goal right but you guys are building opportunities for them to begin work work now what's next in that space <clears throat> i mean i think it's really important to be able to do all of those things because youth mm. come to us from different from different backgrounds and they have different challenges and different mm -hmm. um strengths as well mm -hmm. and so it's it's evolving right yeah. and so we need to look at there's a couple different things that we need to look at in terms of how we develop programming i mean the biggest piece is the stakeholders the young people but the other piece is what's happening in the labor market in terms of employers because we could train somebody to do something but if there's nobody who's interested in that skill then it's yep. not going to be very helpful for them and then we're setting them up for disappointment mm -hmm. um and so i think a lot of the work right now that we're doing is evolving as the economy evolves um, mm. to figure out be, because the other piece that's super important is that meaning behind work. And so how do we find meaning yeah. in work when the labor market can be so tricky? And so an entry-level work, especially right now, is quite challenging to fill, mm -hmm. right? And so bringing these programs on has, um, like the new one, the Y Cafe, for instance, is the one that we're opening. We were not sure how that was going, going to land, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of people yeah. aren't really interested in entry-level work. Yeah. But 
you know, you're getting people and giving them an opportunity and allowing them to be a part of a movement that's bigger than themselves. And so right. they, there's excitement in that of being part of our wide community and being able to sort of welcome them in. I love that. So I think the more that's creative good. we can be about, mm -hmm. you know, how do we help them find meaning? How do we help them grow their confidence? Um, and then also help them be a part of the decision making and the planning around how we develop our programs. Mm -hmm. And that's some of the work that Tintin and I, you know, are doing together right now um, is doing focus groups with young people all around the world. I was going to ask that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, about how is it that you actually want to be connected to labor market mm. and what is it that we can do as practitioners in this space to make sure that their voices are actually heard um, and that they're part of the creation of the yeah. programming. Especially when you're talking about meaningful work, right? Like, how do we find out what's meaningful for them? Like, I know what's meaningful for me. Anything where I could get shoes, where I could buy shoes, because that's... I like shoes. We're talking about work. Hey. <clears throat> well, I need to work in order to buy shoes. <laughs> yeah, you need to work a whole lot to buy ah. shoes. So she has this whole shoe thing. I do. I love like shoes. Like three causes. But, you know, your problems are. I don't, it's not three. It's like only two and a half. But anyway, meaningful <sighs> for them, right? So, um, Tintin, talk to, talk to us about when you're doing these focus groups and when you're getting the young people involved, what specifically do you have to do to kind of encourage them to participate, um, really give them a sense that we're gonna listen to what you're saying, trust us? How, how do you build those relationships to really get the good stuff out of the young folks you guys um, collaborate with? Actually, right now, one of the challenges of the YMCA, I think not only my YMCA, but across the yeah. YMCA mm -hmm. is uh, really recruiting yep. young people and mobilizing young people. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, in times like this, like after the pandemic, having, um, you know, having a collective effort, which they have also the same issues, collecting them, planning mm. with them mm -hmm. and, you know, guiding them to have this dream or like a vision. Yeah. If you have a vision and you show them and you... Uh, bring them to that roadmap or the plan, I think the young people will participate. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no vision, the people perish. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And we have to show we, them yeah, the we experience that too. Like, we really want to hear from young people, but they're busy. We may not yeah. have done our best work in the past, right? Really engaging them so they don't necessarily trust. We're going to listen to what they're right. saying now. Yeah. Sometimes we, we just have gaps in access because we do amazing stuff with little, little kids. We've got bunches of them, but then it's kind of like this fall off and then they come back, right. you know, right. as young adults or whatever. So yeah, we one, feel your pain. One thing we did that I think um, is important as well is we actually paid them. Uh, you know, we paid them for what their time. Concept, yeah, right? What a concept, right? makes a difference. We're talking about work. <laughs> right. What a concept. Yeah, we're, you know, we're like, well, we're asking you for your ideas. Yeah, and, really, and their time. And their time. That's and a great you know idea. what? And, and we're paid for our time and our ideas. And That's so we great. wanted to That's give great. them that same value. Their yeah. thought leadership is important to us. And and so, yeah, we paid them. Um, youth all over the world, we put a, a fund together and we gave wow. each group money so that they could they could pay the people, they could at least, or at least feed them, depending feed on them. what yeah. the resources <laughs> That's were. That's pay yeah, that, feed them. Yeah, I have done plenty of things for a good meal. Yeah. I, I've worked extra. For, yeah. I mean, but you got to be able to put them in that that situation. And I think young people are smart enough sometimes, like, hold up now. You, you're getting my opinion and everything. Right. Can I get a little something my out of it? Give me a pizza yeah. or a couple of dollars or something. But, I mean, the whole pro part of providing training, uh, allowing them to have voice uh, about, you know, their future helping them create that vision, mm. bringing them out of that, that shell. I mean, those are just fascinating things, you know, to have as, as end results of, uh, of your programming. Oh, I, so 
What I want to know is, have you ever run into a set of young people and you kind of had your, your mind made up or you kind of thought you knew where you wanted to go or something and then you ran into a set of young people and was like, that sucks. Like, don't do that. Like, how do you respond to that when you, you really think, I think this is the solution. And then the young people tell you, mm, it's not. I saw you smiling, Tintin. Like, that happened. That <laughs> yes, happened to so you. So many huh? times. <laughs> so many times it happens. They're like, that sucks. Yeah, but I just proved them wrong. I said, wait and see. You see? I love it. I love it. Wait like, and see. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. they join me now. And that's right. They come around later. I, yeah. I know that's right. That's yeah. right. What are you guys hearing from? Uh, so that, what, tell me about something that you've heard from the young people as they've gone through the program. Like, what are the, what's the feedback that you're receiving? Um... I've, I've had some young people who quit jobs because there's a great resignation now. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes they said um, they are not receiving like um, fair salary, something like that, oh. or the, the work condition is not healthy for them, or mm -hmm. the relationship with the uh, people around the workplace mm -hmm. is not healthy. Mm -hmm. So sometimes even though they are passionate about the job, but these some external factors that are affecting wow. their work so they quit the job yeah so then i realized it's not just about what you love to do or your passion it's also about the environment where you are also working yeah. you know that's important. so there's a lot of components that we have to consider in doing our plan mm -hmm. for this type of program, mm -hmm. especially the meaningful work that's that's really important that that environment like employers could stand to learn from that. Like we really, day, we always day. say we want this young workforce, yeah. but then are our environments really conducive? Do we treat them well? Do they get a sense of belonging? Right. Do we give them like the crappiest jobs nobody else wants to do, mm -hmm. right? And do we not pay them well and put these excuses in the air like, oh, it's because they don't have experience or they're young yeah, or whatever, exactly. even though they could be incredibly talented. Like what is that environment Because like? we found out when we were in the heat of the pandemic, it was the entry level uh, individuals who were working. Absolutely, that carrying was the heroes. Yep. Right. They opened up the stores. You know, they were you know at a at a restaurant. Front Although lines at our central wine. places that we needed. Yep. Like we asked them to carry us. Yep. And now it's like, what are we what are we doing for for that group mm -hmm. now that things are coming back to normal per mm -hmm. se? And that's I gotta imagine that's challenging out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Some of the advocacy work that we do is, is around just that because mm -hmm. we, when we're working with employers, and not all employers, some employers are really inclusive and really yeah. friendly to young people, but some employers still kind of have the attitude of, well, you know, you don't have enough experience and therefore mm -hmm. you're going to be the person who scrubs the toilets because when I was a young person, when I first yes. started working, right. yes. I scrubbed right. the toilets and that's what yada, I did. And no yada, good yada, or well, yada. they hated it when they were young. Of right? they, they hated so if, if you hated it, then like then somebody has to clean the toilets. Yeah. But you can make a great environment for the right. person who has to clean the, clean the oh, toilet. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, is not everybody is, that doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't right. work. Not everybody can do physical labor. Right. Not everybody is going to be good at it. And so we really work really hard to make sure that the young people who come through our programs are, they're figuring out what they're going to like and what they're going to hate. Yeah. And so it's a lot about more about matching than it right. is about them just gaining whatever experience it is that they can gain. Right. Uh -huh. You know, it's like, okay, you, the, for my example that I used before, you want to work with animals well nobody was going to to hire her to work with animals because she didn't have the qualifications but if we can make that value 
match and say, okay, you love animals, well, how about conserving their habitat? Mm. For her, that, you know, that allowed her to be able to do the work right. that made sense. And so a lot of it is just getting to know them on an yeah. individual level yeah. and how can, how can we work together one-to-one -to, -one to be able right. to help you grow. Um, and you know what? If I know that that job is going to make you clean a toilet and that's going to be offensive to your dignity, I'm not going to send you there. I'm not going to send you there. Right. I'm not right. going to send you there. Right. You know, this, this concept, particularly how it has emerged during the pandemic and with uh, the younger generations, you know, so many... Um, folks who have been in the workforce for years, they can tell you horror stories about them working places for years that they absolutely hated, but they did it because I needed the money. I'd have to take care of my family, take care of myself. But it just seems like the younger generations, like, ain't nobody got time for that. I'm not going to work for 10 or 15 years in something I absolutely hate. Right. Like, I know, they just know, like, deep down in their soul that there is a match. Like, I can love what I do and make good money. And they just, they won't settle for less. I, that is so wonderful to me because... You literally waste years of your life, right? Right. Particularly in some areas where you really got to love it in order to do it. Because some days after a while, I'm like, I sure am glad I love this job. Yeah. Good yeah. gracious. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, we, yeah. Live, we live in the space of that. I, I know for me, it's, I tell people uh, my worst day is probably better than people's best yeah. days at work. Yeah. Because I love what I'm doing. I know that I'm called to work in the space that mm -hmm. I am. And it's like, if we can give those skills to young people because they, they want to work in organizations that have a cause that they're connected to mm -hmm. and have purpose and have, have meaning versus just some transactional type of work. Yeah. They want to do transformational type, type of things. And these soft skills that we're able to provide them to be prepared for whatever environment, if that is cleaning the toilets, if that is running, running the top of the organization, but you know, we're providing those soft skills to make sure yeah. that they're in that, in that right place. Mm -hmm. And the things that you guys are talking about is just really, um, like I said, amazing. And, um, and to be able to prepare these young people for the future. Yes. So, Tintin, when you were talking before about um, making sure that the young people are going into the right environment, right, mm -hmm. where, where they feel that they're doing meaningful work, are there any components to your program where you do work with employers and kind of give them a heads up and say, hey, these are the things that really rub today's workforce. Like, these are the things you should probably stop doing. <laughs> Actually, I have an acronym for, you know, like a decent work. Yeah. And uh, I, I have... Uh, use the power remember Christy the power oh. power stands for like um, young people or to enable them to participate uh -huh. in uh, personal and skills development one they have to obtain an appropriate social security benefits as well yeah they should have a working humane uh, and equal environment a good environment they should uh, experience no gender equality, express themselves, yeah. and receive fair and just income. So Power. these are like my criteria All right. in order for them to have a decent work. So it's, it's really difficult maybe, but at least that's just fair for everyone. I yeah. Think. yeah. I love that. Power. You see that posted yeah. somewhere. It, well, uh, we're gonna it's going to go. Credit a couple of times, it feels like uh, a T-shirt. It <laughs> feels like a T-shirt to me. Power. Yeah, I love it. And, and it's all so true, right? right. It, yeah. and, and, and I think that many of us in businesses, we recognize that. But do we, in the day-to-day -day mm. operations of, of our businesses and stuff, do we know how important that really is? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that. So how are you... Um, activating the power, right? Because we're going to stay on that. That's right. some good stuff. 
How are you activating the power in Vancouver working with employers um, to kind of help, particularly since you work with such a specialized population in that workforce development space? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is is just working with the employers yeah. and, you know, getting consent of the participants to see how much information they wish to share. More often than not, they're, they are interested in sharing information okay, good. because our employers, you know, they know that that's going to actually help them mm -hmm. to get further. And, you know, we talk to them when they first come in because we ask them all sorts of really intrusive questions about themselves, about, mm -hmm. you know, what, what their housing situation is like, about substance use, about all sorts of different things, about what their day-to-day -day schedule looks like. And we say to them, look, we're asking you for this information not to screen you out, but to make sure that the program that we build for you is individualized and offers all those extra supports. Mm -hmm. So we, on our end, can offer supports, like we can give them rental subsidies if they need them. We can buy food for them. We can buy clothing. But then on the other end, once they get in with their employers, we can also still provide those supports. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're working directly with employers to make sure that the employers um, know the group whether they know specifically what's going on with a specific participant, maybe not, they may, um, but they understand sort of the group. And so, you know, we do advocacy, we do training and work with employers to talk to them about, about these different types of, of issues. We'll do mediation with employers, with participants. And we always, I always tell participants, you know, if you're going to quit, talk to me first. Right. right? Don't just Let's, go on. Yes. Don't just go and do that thing. Yes. yes. Make sure that we can have this conversation. But then one of the things that we did that was interesting with our most recent program is we brought employers in to actually design the program with us. Mm. Okay. Um, so we've got the information from the participants about what they want to see. We also got the information from the from the employers. So what is it that, you know, how do we bridge what the participants need to know in order for them to be successful? And then what types of supports will they need in order to continue? And in some cases, it's as simple as a bus pass for them to get to and from work, wow. right? Or wow. an alarm clock so that yeah. they can wake up in the morning. <laughs> right. yeah. Advocacy oh. work is so, so important. And I heard you guys, both of you all talk about that a little bit. How are you, how are you advocating for, for the young people? Are you bringing other organizations in? And you guys going to uh, going? What are you doing with advocacy type type work? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ways that we do it. A yeah. lot of it is just sort of on the ground, right? So okay. we're working yeah. with organizations and working with people to try to sort of push the message that young people. Um, one of my biggest advocacy messages is, you know, when we view young people as entitled, we're doing them a disservice. And yeah. so it's just having those conversations with employers, having conversations with people, um, participating on regional roundtables, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, working with the larger global community as well to look at different types of contexts and how we can support young people um, sort of in the, you know, in a larger context. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. So and, uh, we cannot do it alone, you know. Yeah, when, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. We yeah, need yeah. multi-stakeholders. We are not expert on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, us in our local, we also partner with uh, local government agencies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. schools, okay. other NGOs, because uh -huh. uh, we have different expertise that we have to put in together to work for this betterment of the young Good. people. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So this is what we do for the uh, advocacy. It's a multi-stakeholders job. So it's mm -hmm. not just the YMCA. Yeah, right, right, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, so gotcha. if you had to give the, the folks who are listening to this who really want to fortify or start or ramp up their workforce development um, programs and you had to give them one cheat code, right? Like, here's the secret sauce to it. Here's the secret ingredient. What would you tell them, Tintin? I would say 
action puts meaning on words you know no matter how much you plan if you don't see any actions as i have said That's wait good. and see you know yes <laughs> you have to do the action yes. Don't talk about yeah. it, be about it. Yes, yeah. that's it's excellent. It's not just on words. There are so many plans, there are so many visions, but if you do not put that into action, it will not happen. It will, will. Yeah. That's good. Okay, top that, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think the one thing I, I often say is you need to deliver the right service to the right person at the right time, God. right? And so it, it's hard to say what the right answer is. It yeah. needs, the main thing is it needs to be fun it needs to be engaging. It yeah. needs to keep young people's attention. Yeah. You know, I can't stand there and just sort of talk yeah. at somebody and expect that they're going to learn. I need yeah. to give them an opportunity to experience whatever it is that I want them to learn because that's when they remember. Uh. And so you need to develop the programs around what it is that they need and allow them to explore and to learn and to, to develop. You know, I can tell somebody be on time that's how you're gonna find work yeah um that doesn't do them any good any good i've just wasted a couple words on that right. person right? Right. Some seconds they'll never ever get back yeah. in exactly. life right yes yeah, exactly. that's that's amazing okay folks y'all heard it y'all y'all better listen that's that's man that's good so stuff. simple but so complex i, I hope folks are are listening thank you Tintin yes, yes, thank yes. you Christy it was amazing talking to you guys about the spectacular things you are doing in workforce development I feel confident for all of the young people I that think their we, programs I think are we got a podcast with. here that strategy is going to be used yes forever. indeed loving to talk about purpose yeah uh, advocating for meaningful work meaningful work meaningful advocating work. for these young people in, in the space yeah hey, look, thank, thank you, you cosmetic family for listening to us today Thank you on this episode call. You ready? Work, 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 work. Oh, with hey, amazing Tintin and Christy. Hey, look, and subscribe and listen to us weekly. And don't be shy. Give us a five-star review. And as always, be dynamic. Be phenomenal. Be cosmetic. cosmetic.